The Impact of Pornography on Your Wife. Welcome back to the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. You're here with Tony DiLorenzo. And Elisa DiLorenzo. And in today's show, we're going to talk about the impact pornography has on a couple from the wife's perspective. We've talked about in the past how impact, how pornography has impacted me, mm-hmm. how I overcame my addiction to pornography, how the thoughts or the what I was viewing, how that really transformed my brain and how I would transpose those women onto Elisa. Now we're going to take it from the other side because there's two people in a marriage, right? Last time I checked. Right? Husband and a wife, two people. So pornography not only is impacting you, the person who is viewing it, mm-hmm. but it does have a big, big impact on your spouse who is there watching you and seeing how you are transformed because of the sin nature of pornography. That's true. And, you know, I want to open up today um, with this quote from a Dr. Mark Lasser, and he happens to be an author, a speaker, a therapist, and a recovering addict. Mm. And when I saw his, his qualifications or, you know, his, uh, who he was, his quote here, I think has an even bigger impact because the quote is simply, you can't pray it away. Working through pornography as a couple requires action because I know a lot of you listening to this and a lot of you wives, um, you're hoping that if you just pray hard enough, it will go away. And God gave us our brains and he gave us our bodies and all of that stuff for a reason. And that's because he expects us to get out and do stuff mm-hmm. with what we have. And, you know, we've received a lot of emails over there. there's hundreds of emails over the years from people that have connected with Tony's story from men who have heard Tony's vulnerability and even saying the word out loud. Right talking about how pornography impacted him, talking about how he struggled with pornography for you know a good 18 years. And more and more, we're starting to get emails like this one. I'm needing some advice or resources. I recently asked my husband to leave due to pornography on his home. This has been the third or fourth time. On top of that, he had a DUI a few weeks back there are also some other addictions. We have beautiful children and we are Christians, though not in church for the last few months. There's been no intimacy for the past year and a half. We are virtually strangers. My husband is heartbroken that I asked him to leave, but I am so sad we are here. On top of that, our finances are crazy too. We're seeing a Christian counselor this weekend. We both want to save our marriage. Um, those are the heartbreaking emails that we receive from women. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't the first one. Um, we've received a number over the last few weeks from women that are desperate for help because they've either just recently discovered that pornography is in their marriage or they've just like this wife come to the end of their rope 
where they just can't do it anymore. Right. And for, for those of you, and, and again, we're, we're taking this from the, the perspective of, of a wife, what happens, you know, where is she at when she finds out that her husband is or has been looking at pornography? Now, it may be a role reversal here as well. Mm-hmm. You may be a husband. You may be doing your thing. And now you've just found out that your wife is viewing pornography, video, pictures, what, what have you. This can go both ways because pornography is very, very, very rampant in our society because of the electronic devices we have access to today that we did not have years ago. Right. I mean, when you started, you started with magazines. Yeah. Magazines and, and VHS tapes. And hacking through the cable box. Yeah. And hacking through the cable box at my dad's home. And full disclosure here, I knew that Tony read pornographic magazines back when we were dating. Mm -hmm. We actually read them together. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you at the time, I had no idea they were indicative of the larger problem. Um, You know, so I knew about this while we were dating. And after we got married, Tony, his addiction continued to escalate. Um, in secrecy though. It, oh, that's what I was just gonna say. I, yeah. I didn't know this, but he would work, he would work night shift and I would work during the day. So there was a lot of free time on his hands. I will tell all of you that our sex life in the early years of our marriage was awful. And, and you know, in hindsight, I can tell you that it was awful because he wasn't making love to me. And he wasn't coming into our marriage bed with his full energy for me because he'd been masturbating to the images on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, our computer was in another room. Um, you know, we always had two bedroom apartments. And so the computer was always in that second bedroom. Right. So he could be in there and I would think he was just working or, you know, surfing the net or doing whatever. And, and he wasn't. He was looking at pornography. And, and I just knew that things weren't right in my marriage. There was a growing distance. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, this woman, they haven't had intimacy for a year and a half. And I don't, we never went that long. But when we had sex, it was purely sexual. It wasn't, there was no physical, emotional connection there. It was just a release. It was a release for Tony. And I just happened to be the warm body Mm -hmm. that was there. And some of you think that's a pretty callous thing for me to say that I was just the warm body, but that's all I was. Because when, when you're addicted to pornography, you don't look at your spouse in the way that God intended. Okay. Tony did not view me as his ideal vision of beauty at that point in time. I was not his ideal woman. And that's not an easy thing for a wife to be able to say out loud. But that's what's happening when pornography is in your home. And I will tell you that no amount of pornography is good. For you husbands that are listening to this that say, well, it's normal, everybody does it. That doesn't make it right because it is destroying your marriage. Because when your wife finds out, she's going to go through so many emotions it's like the five stages of grief. Mm-hmm. That's what has to happen when she discovers that you violated the marriage by feeding this addiction. Right. You know, because you don't value her. 
And when a woman doesn't have that sense of security, guys, she is shaken to the core. Because I will tell you that when Tony came into our living room, this was probably, I mean, actually, we're probably coming up on 10 years. Closing, closing in on closing it. Closing in on 10 years. Um, yeah. He came into our living room, and I'll remember, I, I won't ever forget that day. I was sitting in the couch, and um, he sits down with me, and he's like, I've got, I've got this problem. I was sucker punched. Like, breathless. This is not happening in my marriage. I, I, I don't know what to do. You know, time stood still. I was frozen in that moment because all of a sudden, all of those inklings that I'd had were true. There was something wrong in my marriage. There was an emotional connection to someone or something outside of my marriage that was keeping Tony from being fully present as my husband. Mm -hmm. And yes, five stages of grief, you better believe it. Denial, yeah. Very first thing, this cannot be happening to me. You know, my parents have been married now for, what are they going on? 40, let's see, they got married in 72. So whatever that is, 41 years. Um, Tony's parents have been married for 40. Well, we come from long marriages. And I'm thinking, this is not where my marriage is going to end. This is not happening. Second stage is anger. And let me tell you something, guys. You want to see your woman angry? you tell her that there is something more important than she is and that your addiction is so strong that that's where your preference is right now. And that anger will come out at you when you least expect it. Because as we process, as we process the loss of what is and move into our new normal and we've done pod uh, we've done a podcast before called the new normal mm-hmm. when life throws you that curveball and you've got to regroup and and kind of reformat what your marriage is going to look like finding out that pornography is in your marriage changes your normal because all of a sudden you start wondering what he's looking at on his phone and you start wondering what's he looking at on the computer and and, and why is the door shut why, why, why is he like all jittery? You question everything as a wife. And if you are viewing pornography and you haven't told your spouse about it, this is not the time to go, oh boy, she's going to go through these stages that I'm not going to tell her. No, this is a time that we take off our masks and we get real. And we get out of what we've been doing and we shine light on it. And we're going to go through this because you cannot continue to live in this state of not telling the truth about what's happening because you're not going to get to the point where you can have that emotional, that spiritual, that sexual intimacy that you so desire in your marriage. So this isn't for those of you who are viewing pornography to go, Oh, okay. Well, my spouse is going to go through these. So I better not bring them up because I'm just going to get him or her mad. No, this is, you're going to bring it up because we're going to shine light on it. Cause here's the thing. And, and I'll continue to go through these stages, but our marriage 
is better today because Tony was able to say, I have a problem with pornography. And I'm willing to work on it. I'm willing to take responsibility for what I have done. And together, we are going to make it through. I took responsibility. We have had podcasts on this as well, talking about personal accountability. I had to take it on. I had to bear it. And as much as I wanted to just tell Elisa about it and then just sort of put the rug over it and go, okay, I told you it's all done. It didn't happen that way. There were many struggles afterwards and things that we had to work on for many, many years to overcome them. So when we say, hey, it's coming up on probably our 10 year anniversary, mm-hmm. you know, yes, our sex and our lovemaking is the best it's ever been right now. It didn't take that long to get to this point, but it did take time for us to work through those together. And if you need help going through this together, I suggest you go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 20 minutes, and that'll get you a 30 minute, I know it says 20 minutes, but it'll get you a 30 minute consultation with Elisa. And she can walk through you guys, walk through a little bit of this with you guys and give you a tip and possibly some things that we can do moving forward. Because here's the thing. These emotions are normal. And and ladies, I want to be real clear with you. Don't stuff these emotions once you find out. No, no, no. You've got to go through this. I mean, here's what happened in our marriage. So Tony tells me this. A week later, I'm on an airplane to go visit my parents on a vacation that had been planned. So Alex and I leave across country a week after my husband has told me that he has a pornography addiction. Mm -hmm. I'm leaving him home alone for a week. And lo and behold, about three or four days into that trip, you know, we're doing our daily phone call because he wants to talk to Alex and all this kind of stuff. Um, He gets on the phone and says, I need to tell you something. And the words that came out after were, I looked at pornography again. Fabulous. Thought we'd, you know, in my denial stage, I thought, well, he told me the first time and so we're done, you know, like he owned it and, you know, let's move on. And, and that second admission was when I knew we had a problem, was when I knew the problem was bigger. And I knew that this was going to take a lot more energy on both of our parts to move through it. Because here's the thing, you don't just flip a switch on a pornography addiction. You don't flip a switch on any type of addiction. It takes setting up a structure. It takes, I mean, I've worked with many couples on this, many wives specifically. It takes being vigilant about all the filters that you put, whether it be on your computer, on his phone, wherever. Guys, for some of you, the pornography issue may be so big that you need to get rid of your smartphone. Because you just need a phone that really can only uh, call and text. Mm -hmm. You don't need anything that can pop up images because you're working on getting free of this. And it's it's not an instantaneous fix. You know, you may end up taking steps like I did where I canceled the swimsuit issue of Sports Illustrated from coming into our home. We don't get Victoria's Secret? You know, none of that. If any of that stuff comes, I'm the one that gets the mail by design. I'm the one that gets the mail. So if anything like that comes, I make sure that that's straight into the recycling bin before not only Tony knows about it, 
but my 10 year old son as well. Cause here's the thing. Once pornography is in your home, guys, you've set up the risk of exposure to your children. Mm-hmm. And if you have sons, you got a problem because all they have to do is stumble upon a screen or have a pop-up come up and they're not mature enough to know what they're seeing or what that's all about. And, and, and it starts the cycle again. So putting all of those filter software, like what's the one, what's the filter? We have what's called open DNS. Let me see here real quick. Yep, opendns.com. And that is, the way this one works, it actually goes right through your router. So any device in your home that requires Wi-Fi access is being filtered. Again, that excludes your phones because those are on your network plan. Mm -hmm. So... Again, there are filters for phones. I I haven't seen any. Some folks have told me about them. Um, If you have one that you're using that you have found to work on your device, you know, comment on this show. You know, come back episode 183. Comment. Let us know about that because it's always helpful for others to see that. But OpenDNS works wonderfully because it goes right to the router. And no kidding. It stops a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it even filters out some of our sites that we have because it has the word sex in it. Uh-huh. So very good. And again, it works across all devices that are using the Wi-Fi in the home. And, you know, to that effect, actually, let me get through the last two stages of grief yeah. here because it's important to know them. Um, after you kind of go through this denial and anger and then you, you start you start bargaining, you start making deals. Well, if you'll stop doing this, then I'll start, you know, maybe he just needs more sex for me. So like, maybe if I give him more sex, then he'll stop watching pornography. You start doing this negotiating thing. Like, how can I make this better? And, and ladies, I will tell you, it's about him. Okay. This is his addiction that is impacting your family. And you're going to need to be a participant in helping him get healthy. But like in most addictions, got to hit rock bottom before you decide that you're gonna make a change. After that comes depression. And I will tell you that this happens because all of a sudden, what you thought your marriage was, isn't. And there's a loss that comes with that and a sadness. You know, Tony and I share when we do um, different speaking engagements, we share kind of our wedding day And then we talk about where we got lost in the early stages of our marriage and just the sadness, the deep sadness, the depression that comes with that. Because when life doesn't turn out the way you think it is, it, it feels very dark. Uh You very much like this, this wife that wrote into us where it just feels, you know, you can almost feel all of the plates spinning in her email, you know, finances, addiction, DUI, you know, we've got the kids and how do like, everything's crazy. Now I've asked him to leave and, and she's just trying to juggle everything in the air and and that weighs on you. And the last step is acceptance. Then I want to be very clear on what this means by acceptance. I'm not saying she accepts 
the pornography as a fact of her marriage and is, you know, giving him permission to do it. It's acceptance of the fact that pornography is in her marriage. Mm -hmm. That this is where they're starting over from with this addiction. And guys, for those of you that, and I use the word pornography addiction because I don't believe there's such a thing, a little thing as pornography. I don't believe that, you know, it's kind of like those of you that have a sweet tooth and you know that most of the time you can't have just one piece of chocolate. You want to have two or three and you, you kind of almost get yourself to the point where you're sick. Um, that type of thing. Pornography, because it messes with, you know, it creates hormonal reactions in the brain. It actually changes. There have been scientific studies. It changes the brain chemistry, seeing those images and being in that state of arousal. So when you get to the point where it's a stated fact that pornography is in your marriage, you've got to make a decision where you're going to go from here because many of you are going to end up like this husband and wife and she's going to be kicking you out because she can't handle the destruction that's going on in the marriage because in this case, there are kids there that are being exposed to this chaos. She's hurt because for a year and a half, there's been no intimacy. Some of you write to me and you say, you know what, Elisa, he just only seems to want to have sex in the middle of the night. I will tell you that in most cases, if I respond to that email and say something to the effect of, does your husband have a problem with pornography? The answer is almost always a yes. Mm -hmm. Because here's what happened. You fall asleep. He gets up, goes to the computer, goes to his phone, goes to whatever, gets aroused, walks back in and just wants to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. I've lived that scenario. That's why almost always when I read that, my response has pornography in the email response. I'm telling you, ladies, this problem is rampant in our society. And when you get to that acceptance stage, you start to get motivated. And I'm going to read something real quick that leads to that motivation because we're all about taking action. And we know that in this place, you're going through those five steps. You know, you're going through, you know, that, that state of, oh my gosh, like Elisa said, you know, the, the denial, the, you're going through the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and then finally that stage of acceptance. And yet you can't go back and make it all better. Can't ma- wave a magic wand, you know, and just go, it never happened. You know, we're all just going to forget about it. it. It's it's not. And like today's quote even said, you can't pray it away. It has happened. It is now a part of your life. And yet here's the thing. It doesn't always have to be who you are. Mm-hmm. You, did you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, you're going through this right now. Yes, you're having a tough time right now. But it doesn't have to become who you are in the future. Just like Elisa and I made that decision. I had to get up off my butt and tell her what was wrong. I had to get, face my own fears of letting her know that I had an issue. And then I had to be able to w- walk through those five stages with her and be willing to take accountability for what I had done and allowed her to go through those stages. And, and there's a quote that, I think just 
sums this all up, though, and I want to read it to you. Though no one can go back and make a brand new start, anyone can start from now and make a brand new ending. Mm. So today is the day that we start anew. We can't change what happened in the past. Elise and I cannot go back, you know, 10 years, you know, actually 28 years for my own self and go, I wish I would have never seen that magazine that my friends showed me behind the church. I can't do that. It's not going to change. So I'm not going to dwell on that anymore. It is part of who I am. It is part of what has happened in my life. It has made me who I am in that I can go out there and share. But I can start from today and make a brand new ending. And that is what we choose. And that is what we will continue to choose today to do in our marriage and in our lives. And we want you to do the same. We want you to make a choice to go. Pornography isn't for us. It isn't for me any longer. I have been held captive. It has hurt my marriage. It has hurt my work. It has hurt my children. It has hurt me. It has impacted my life. You've become reclusive. You've become a person who doesn't want to see other people. You don't want to hang out. You've become a person that only wants sex on your terms. That isn't good. That isn't positive. And ladies, you're a survivor. Because the reality is, is that you'll notice that in this entire podcast, I've referred to pornography as an addiction. It is a problem. It does not define your husband. You know, I I will not go around saying your husband is a pornography addict because that's a label. And in our society, we get really hung up on labels. Your husband is a man who has a pornography addiction. And one of it will be one of the hardest things, one of the hardest fires that your marriage will ever walk through because I will tell you it's everything from watching, you know, Monday night football commercials to, you know, the local hamburger place. Yeah, I remember um, Carl's Jr. We're out here in California. Carl's Jr. is a hamburger place here. And they had this very provocative set of commercials one year during football season. To the point where we had to turn it off because Alex was, I mean, this was probably four or five years ago, but it would catch Alex's attention. It would. The images are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so coming alongside your husband and saying, here's where we're at, you know, and asking the question and it is okay. Women have asked me, you know, is it okay to ask him about the addiction? Yes. And ask for the answers that you need. Because one of the ways that the two of you are going to work through this is full disclosure. Mm -hmm. And so guys, I'm telling you, you better be honest with your wives because they just heard it from me that it's okay to ask you questions. They've already been hurt by your actions. They have. You've made choices that have caused pain and have broken trust in your marriage. Do not compound the problem by continuing to engage in those same behaviors. Just like I tell the couples I coach with, today's the day you start writing the rest of the book. We're closing a chapter. 
Maybe we're even ending the first book. But your marriage has a long life. So just like Tony said, we start new today. Marriages can and do survive pornography. Tony and I are a living testament to that, but it doesn't come by sitting back and not doing anything. You got to be involved. And it starts today. Yep, you do. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you couples that have gone through pornography, addiction, and have come out the other end and have grown and have extraordinary marriages. We want you to call us. You're going to pick up your phone right now and you're going to call 858-876-5663. And the reason we want you to do that, because we want to hear your story and we want to play it for all those around the world who need hope, who need to know that where they're at right now, it can change. And we need, and they need to hear your voice. When you do call in, you don't need to leave your name. You don't need to leave where you're from. This is completely anonymous. So again, that number is 858-876-5663. To all of you who continue to leave iTunes reviews and ratings, we are humbled and we are honored. We thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to do that. If you haven't done so yet, please go on over to iTunes, go to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, leave a rating, five-star hopefully, leave a review, five-star hopefully, be truthful, be honest, and that's what we ask of you just as we are to you each and every week. You guys, oh, we love you. We can't wait to hear from you. Take care. God bless. God bless.